How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi, baby. Hello. Ready to talk about some sex? Let's do it. Uh, well, before we... Uh, well, le- we were just talking about... Uh, suicide. Something kind of interesting there. Suicide. <laughs> before the mic started rolling. <laughs> um, that's not... Suicide's not funny. Um, <laughs> uh, but, so you, but you brought up something interesting there. So uh, why don't you fill everybody in? We don't have to talk about the suicide. Someone died. <laughs> someone died in your past a long time ago. Made um, me start creeping people on, from high school. So you're doing some high school creeping, like some past people. You're yeah. looking at past high school friends yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. And I noticed this photo of a married couple that are both, I graduated with both of them. They're married. They've been basically married since grade 10. And... This guy to me looks like he's at least 15 years older than me. But you guys are the exact same age. We're the exact same age. And so I'm wondering what would have happened had I, as I had wished, made it with this boy when I was 16. Yeah, because I like, he got I married wanted, young. I wanted his penis in, my, in me. Did you, do you think you wanted his sperm? To no. to plant in you? 
No, I wasn't thinking that far ahead. You weren't. You weren't like, oh, I want to have the baby. I want to have the to be the baby mama to no. It was to my first Jeffrey. co-ed sleepover, sweet sixteen. We made a, sp- a huge deal about it. We went to Mill River Resort, which is like this place in rural BEI with skiing and tubing and swimming. You want like, you wanted him to fuck you. I did. Well, I wanted my. At least I wanted my genitals touched in some. When did, how old like, were you way. when you lost your virginity? I was late. I was almost eighteen. Okay, but and were Is you that like? Late? It's not. I mean, it's not that late. No. no, no, I don't think so. It felt late at the time, but I wasn't like in a rush. Right. Yeah, I did want the right person. <clears throat> right, but I, so this guy at 16 felt like he could have been the right person if no, he, maybe if he I played just his cards right? his fingers at me. <laughs> okay, yeah, he just wanted to get finger, finger banged. <laughs> yeah. Not wee-wee banged. No. Just a little finger bang. It just, yeah. Here, tilt that mic a little more towards your face. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, That's... there you go. <laughs> like it's a dick going straight for your mouth. Um, interesting, yeah. I don't know. I've never really thought about that. That is a super interesting thought, though, to Who think. Who was the first person you finger banged? Uh, <laughs> Missy <laughs> oh shit I probably shouldn't say her name <laughs> who's Fuck, that I'll have to bleep that Wait, out her name was Missy her name was Missy she was born to be finger banged oh she she was <laughs> definitely born to be finger banged back in the day I mean today she's probably got kids and she's probably living a very wholesome Who life. Who probably listening to this podcast. She might be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. her kids might be. Uh, no, yeah. And and actually, Missy was the first boob I ever touched. Um, you touched and, her boob and you put your fingers in her. Yeah. What yeah. else? Uh, so, Missy would have been my first blowjob. Oh, she was, I heard this story. She was roaring to give me a blowy, but I wasn't circumcised. And I knew that my dick was all weird. Like I knew, so I had phimosis. Anybody who's just tuning in, if you haven't heard up to this point, uh, I had what's called phimosis as a kid, which is where your, your foreskin can't peel, can't peel back like over the, over the glands, over, over your head. So I had to get that taken care of. But when I was this young, I was, uh, what was I? I'm 14 or 15. And, uh, I didn't realize I could get something done for it to help, but I knew that there was something weird going on with my, my wee wee. And so, how did you know there's something weird? Just because, because like, I like just talking to other guys about like and and porn too. Like just knowing, like okay, foreskin. All these guys can like pull their foreskin down, but I can't get mine over my head. Uh, and were you thinking like I just have to stretch it, or like I? I tried that and it hurt so bad. Yeah, it was just not not happening. Okay, it was so painful. Like if I tried to pull it down at all, it was super painful. That's why I had to come up with my own like my own very um, uh, sort of custom way of, of jerking off, like only upstrokes, no yeah. downstrokes, which I still kind of use to this day. Which I was going to say, yeah. like, uh, I recognize <laughs> that pattern. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> <clears throat> if you haven't been, if you're not big on the upstroke, get, get on it. <clears throat> Do you, um, And you still like it, but it, with the edge of your finger kind of acting as like, like what's the upstroke do what's the upstroke do for you now that you don't your well i think i'm gone. i'm coming up on the the gland cuz like i'm circumcised now so i got this nice clean you do kinda beautiful like looking cut dick hard coming up yeah give a nice little hard like it's like a milk and a cow i'm milking a real hard have you ever cow. milked a cow cuz mm. i haven't i haven't either <laughs> Okay. Um, Any dairy farmers yeah, out there? I've milked myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So like, I mean, what would have happened if I, you know, so this guy, you said he got married really young. 
this guy that you yeah. you may have made fuck with could have at 16 i wonder like what would have happened if i made fuck like if, if missy did blow me what would have happened? So that wasn't the blowjob story that I've heard a few times. Which one? The one with the, the gum, gum that fell on my pubes? No, no. That, her name was... Uh, something different. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could use first names. People wouldn't know. Her name was Kate. Oh, no. It yeah. sounds like there's lots of Kates around here. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of Kates. Yeah, there were a lot of Kates in my life. I wanted to be Kate so bad. Yeah. Do you know that? This is my middle name's Catherine, and I tried to name myself Kate. Yeah, right. At one point in my life. And I was denied. Yeah, don't change parents. your name. Don't, yeah, don't change your name. At the time, I just wanted my sister's name. I just love your name. Your Thanks. names, all your names are so good. Um, well, so coming back to, so all right, let's talk. Let's talk about that blowjob story because okay. it also links into. Because I love this idea of like, what would my life be like <laughs> if I fucked that person? Well, yeah, exactly. Because if like, they finger bang me. How many times have you thought? I know I've thought a, a lot. What would my life be like if Bridie and I never met? Like, where, what kind of life would that be? You know, I've, I've thought about that a number of times. So, like, what would life be like if, um, like, if Katie and I got married? Like, where, yeah. like, fuck, man, what kind of, like, I would probably still be in Toronto. If like, I, I had don't know. a baby with, yeah, yeah, with, with your ex boyfriend. That's right. Right. So, but I've never thought, where would my life be if I fucked that person? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like, and so the night, the night that I had the, that I tried to have a threesome to lose my virginity, couldn't do it because my, my dick wasn't working. This is what propelled me to get the circumcision was when right. I was like, man, if I can't, if I have a threesome opportunity and I can't put my wiener in someone uh-huh. or people, yeah, I got to get cut this or is something. A situation. This is a situation. So if I had, if I had banged those two lovely gals i wonder what would have happened huh how would my life have changed you know well you might have been like well this is your first sexual experience the bar is set a little bit higher i already do feel like that your bar was set high yeah yeah even though i didn't even get to like because i I still it's funny was your bar set high because of porn you've watched you no, know, like, no, mean, no. Like, the threesome is still, it's still pretty much for you, the ultimate. Actually, absolutely. Yeah. Like, so I almost exclusively, if I do watch porn, almost exclusively only threesome watch porn. threesome porn. Interesting. Like, to the, to the extreme that I almost can't really enjoy porn unless it's threesome. Interesting. Like guy, like like guy on girl. I'll I'll watch it. And I'll be like, nah, this is I don't know. It's kind of boring. Would you ever be the male in a three way? Would you ever be like, like how on a scale of one to ten, how much of you consider being a porn star? You do have a beautiful. I, I did consider it very seriously, only because I knew that I'm a really good actor. And so I was like, if I put those skills to porn, yeah. there's no way I wouldn't succeed. Because I, I think I'm a, I'm a handsome guy. Like, I think I'm a good looking guy. Yeah. You would do but I'm not, physically alone. You would be a fantastic <clears throat> porn actor. Well, I never really thought that because I'm not a, I'm not very big. Like, I'm not a big guy, you know, like I'm not. But you're ripped. But I have, I have a proportionate body and, and what I do have, even though I'm, I'm a skinny guy, like I'm a small guy. I'm 5'9", 145 pounds. I'm a little cut, but I'm kind of skinny too. But apparently, 
according to our friend uh, Andra, who was on the second episode of her show. Yeah, that's she it. was like, dude, you should that? Yeah, she was really. Demand. She was really trying to put me into porn, <laughs> which is convenient for her because she yeah. does have a porn company. Yeah, I think she or she's trying to start one. I, I've, I'm not kidding. I seriously thought about it. Would your face have to be out of it? At this point, yeah, for sure. Why? Oh, because would you go by? You could just go by a name. Yeah, but no, I think you know, with like a public speaking career, you know, and like that kind of thing, and like sick you know, you I can don't know. like block out whole countries from seeing it. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so what are you trying to do? You're trying to get me into porn. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, uh, you could do whatever you want. I mean, obviously, I don't think there's much of a career out there for female porn stars anymore. But I bet male porn stars there are. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I mean, there's got there's got to be still for women too. Yeah, to I think agree. there's like a there's an age gap where there is in all of from my understanding of film and television. We were listening gap. to on a, on a podcast, weren't we? They were talking about how unless you're a teen or unless you're in MILF, MILF you're not you you're don't exist in porn. Yeah, that's right. It's a similar age range. Like you can in still acting. in acting. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I would assume that they're but men are just they just they're lovely at whatever age. They're just a, yeah. really they're a prop in porn. Yeah, well it depends on the kind of porn you're watching. That's true. Yeah. I mean, with the the whole you know, we've talked about it at length before, but um uh a four-chambered heart. That's the right. Men play a very vital role in that porn. And that one split moment of porn that you showed me from that website yeah. was very sexy. I know. Um, anyway, interesting thought. If there's anybody out there listening, um, take a moment. Maybe consider what would have happened if you did have sex with that person when you were at your sweet 16th birthday or whatever. <laughs> and if you got an interesting thought about that, send it to us. Uh, turn me on podcast at gmail.com. Or a call and leave us a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, do that. That's Oh my need. God, dude. Here's a fucking crazy thing. What? Uh, maybe this isn't even like, shouldn't put this on here, but I, did I tell you this? So I had a B, so I had a, an interview on the BBC that That's came right. out a few, like a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Yeah. Um, and it was based around Sick Boy. And I was talking about like my life and, and, and my outlook on living with cystic fibrosis. Really great interview. It was fucking BBC. Like, it was international. And the morning that they posted it, I get a phone call from a number in Portland, Oregon. And I'm like, oh, that's odd. And there's, this is when I locked myself out of the yoga studio the other day. So yeah. I'm panicking. I'm like, I don't have fucking time for this. And I hang up. They leave a message. It's this <laughs> woman. It's this older woman from Portland. And she listened to my interview and she wanted to have a chat. And I was like, how the fuck did she get my number? Like, what the fuck is this? And then and then she sent me a whole bunch of texts and I felt... I thought you were going to say a whole bunch of nudes. No, no, a whole bunch of texts. <laughs> she, and she might be listening to this now. She seemed like a brand new, very big fan. So if you're listening right now, thanks for calling. Uh, sorry, I never called you back. Uh, but I felt a little like weird about it because I was like, how did, how did they get my number? I realized I have my Instagram linked into my like professional facebook page which yeah. is actually hidden because i don't use my like jeremy saunders actor facebook page or whatever um but i guess i have my phone number on there and so through instagram it links your contact and it'll be like email and call yeah so i've she, noticed that actually i took it away it's it's, it's gone now okay. if you're out there listening right now and you're looking for my phone number good luck 
Uh, or you can just listen back to one of our Sick Boy episodes where I give out Brian's number and you can call him and get it <laughs> from him. Ask him. Yeah. How about my number? Yeah, or yours, which I put up and I had to bleep that out. Um, anyway, weird little story. There's fucking <laughs> mic. What is wrong with this microphone? It needs a little lube. Lube there. Um, so this was a fun little conversation. I yeah. like this so far. Uh, we have, man... Ah, uh, bride. I'm, I cannot tell you how happy I was. I am so excited. Okay. So I know that. Okay. <laughs> fan update. <laughs> All right. This is our fan update segment, which we've never had before, but we've had a few of these actually for this one person. Coming to you live. If you've listened to the show for the last little bit, we got a brain boner. Came in from this young lady, a 21 year old virgin who lives somewhere in Asia. And fill not us India, in, not India, not India, but not, somewhere. No, there were a couple of places you guessed. I was guessing. Yeah, I said India. I said uh, I don't know China, Philippines, something like that. I don't yeah, know. I don't know Taiwan. Maybe. But fill us in. Fill us in. So she is <laughs> writing to us to say that she's a virgin in a very conservative country. Um, people who even date there it seems casually uh, or have sex or whatever are ashamed and so she has this opportunity she meets a guy online and he wants to bring them both to a different country in asia to have a little sex vacation and she can lose her virginity they've already like been you know sexting online and this guy's from a different country yeah. she's never met him like he's a stranger north american i maybe i was guessing like american or something. i was guessing north american too okay so she sends us this email and we respond to her and she's very excited that we respond. We showed a little bit of concern. We're I like, was, con- I have nonstop been concerned. And I was kind of stoked for her. I was like, yeah, go do it, but be safe. And, and I then, was like, be safe. Don't do it. And then she responds to us and was like, I'm so glad you guys reached out. Listen, everything is so good. Everything's okay. And we read that email. So then we get the actual response. I was still concerned. The post trip email thank has come in from our Indi- from our um indian our asian friend and it reads dearest jeremy and bridey gosh i love you guys so much i listen to the podcast every single week and there are always tons of new stuff i learn from listening to you guys and i wish i lived in canada just to see your live shows oh my god Shucks. stop it uh so before i this is so cute so before i spill the tea of update <laughs> That's the cutest thing I've ever read in my life. I'm actually from Indonesia. Indonesia. So we know where she's from. She's from Indonesia. We are not as strict as Malaysia when it comes to relationships with the opposite sex. But the society in Indonesia is just rigid and not a lot of education around human sexuality. Whilst my friends and I always talk about it the whole time because obviously we want to have sex. However, we kind of of our turning into Malaysia with the strict laws and all. Every once in a while, police will go through dorm to dorm just to catch people having sex and then arrest them to get lectured and this and that. Oh, that's really extreme. Where did you hear this podcast? I know, I know. Isn't that so funny? Uh, And recently, there were some LGBTQIA plus orgy in some places in Indonesia and they got even stricter with the laws now. So... I have spent my two weeks with the stranger from the internet, whom now is my boyfriend, apparently. It was the best two weeks I've ever spent in my entire life. We went all the way. 
Although when we tried to put it in, it was really difficult because I was too tight and it was hurtful, but we eventually did it and it feels so good. Brady was right. We went to Thailand for two weeks and basically did everything, including going to a ladyboy go-go bar. It was really fun. He is a truly gentleman and the sweetest person I have ever met in my entire life. Well, entire life means 21 years. Ha ha ha. But he treats me like a queen and he really patients with me. Oh my God, her broken English. So cute. Anyway, here's a pic of us just in case you guys wanted to see what this anonymous gal looks like. But for Jeremy and Bridie's eyes only, hope you have a nice week. Well, yeah, here's the first thing. You didn't send your photo. You didn't fucking attach hey, the photo. Attach the photo. There. Now I'm super curious. Our cute little friend. Also, Indonesia is right next to Australia. Is I've it? never thought about the really? sex lives of people oh. in that part of the world. Yeah. Can we go there and would, interview a whole bunch of people? Fuck. I mean, we could probably interview her. That would be ideal. Yeah, let's that do that. We should do that soon. Um, so here's the crazy thing is we had people reaching out to us because they were also concerned about our Asian friend here. Yeah. And uh, and it turned out all right. I, I fucking love that. I'm so relieved. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like You're really worried. If I hadn't heard, I would have been really perplexed. Well, she did all right. And it I'm went, so they went all the way tight. and it felt so good. I have one thing to say, you're not too tight. Never have you been too tight. You'll never be too tight. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. just need a little bit of lube. Yeah. And you also. Know, get your cute new boyfriend to spin on you. That's what I, that's what I do. I don't like, I love spit. I love spit, but I don't like the. Oh, really? No, I don't like the sharp Dude, spit. Becca loves it. I don't. And I remember <laughs> Sorry, telling Becca. you that. I remember telling you that early uh, on. And Do you remember me telling you that? Yeah, because I probably spit right on your vagina. I was like, you're blowing wind <laughs> up me. Every vagina is different, you know? Every vagina is different. Yeah. Don't blow wind up mine. No, don't blow wind up Bridie's. <laughs> but if you ever meet Becca... <laughs> Um, okay, so so there we go. We, our our little brain boner Asian brain boner friend. She she got it. She got and it with to, that cute boy. To give you a little bit more, about I hope. I just want to say, I hope your guys' relationship lasts forever. So cute, or as long as it needs to. It needs to. <laughs> <laughs> can you please? Uh, speaking about friendly touch, um, can we get right into? Our next episode? Yeah, you want to throw into it? I thought you wanted to do a review, uh, oh. episode review. Are we gone long enough to... Yeah, let's do it. Fucking whatever, man. Let's talk as long as we want. This is our fucking podcast, baby. We can do what we want. <laughs> oh. So we had uh, we have another review coming out. Uh, we've done this a couple times where Bridie has, uh, and Becca have reviewed sex toys that have been sent to us. Um, in and the mail. In the mail. With hey, our, to our mailing address. If you want to send us some sex toys, uh, don't send us your sex toys, but if you make sex toys... If you, you want to send us your sex toys... <laughs> if you send us your sex toy, I'm putting it in the fucking wall, hanging it on the wall in our I studio. wonder if I could take that to the health clinic and be like, can, I would like to do an STD test oh and then just God. test a sex... Okay, okay. <laughs> no? Uh, so we actually had um, a company called Emojibator. This, they actually sent this to us a while ago. Emojibator. I've had several test sessions. <laughs> Bridie took her time to <laughs> test them out. Um, if you're not familiar with Emojibator, uh, head on over to Emojibator.com. They're not endorsing this. They just, they just, you know, they wanted to send us their product, get us to review it. 
we said we would if they sent us free products. So that's what we did. Uh, but Emoji Bear essentially promotes health and humor with high quality sex toys for women. Inspired by the infamous eggplant emoji, Emoji Bear makes body safe vibrators to bring more fun into the bedroom. I didn't know that the eggplant was the emoji for. Is it the emoji for penis? Yeah. Babe, you're dating yourself so hard right now. Okay. You are so not lit AF when you say that. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, that's, I'm just making myself sound like an old man. Okay. Uh, uh, so <laughs> they sent they sent two. They sent um, a, a eggplant emoji. Which is vibrator. penis. Yeah, which is the penis. Sure. I mean, anything really. I mean, you could use the rocket for a penis, the corn emoji. But they also sent us the chili pepper emoji. Vibrator. Also the penis? I guess so. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Um, and tell us about it, Bridie. I wonder if they have a peach one. They do. Peaches for butt. Peaches the bum. Well, is there a peach for a vagina? Or uh, like a something for a vagina? I, you know what? I don't know. What is Why it? is there no vagina emoji? I think the just the little cat, the pussy emoji. Meow. Oh, come on. Give I us think a papaya so. at least. I, you know what? What do you, let's put it what out. What if I wanted a papaya vibrator for Let, my vagina? Let's put it out to the audience. What do you guys use for communicating vagina to your friends when you text them emojis? Yes, please. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the chili and the eggplant came my way and I played with them both. Uh, one of the batteries on one of them died pretty immediately. The chili pepper, I didn't really get around to a second and third time, but the eggplant I did. One thing I noticed about both of them is that um, compared to my first vibrator, which was like a bullet, which is a tiny little like couple, maybe three, four inches long, has, a, if I remember, like one speed and the battery wore out super quick. Um it was very underwhelming, and I thought vibrators weren't for me. The eggplant guy um, is my third vibrator, and it ranges somewhere in between my first and third in terms of like intensity, and I can use it for a really long time, but uh, it doesn't change speeds. And yeah, it's just I one speed, right? Find that really, I need a bit of a change. I personally need a bit mm -hmm. of a change. However, it's very cute. Well, here's the thing is I think it's more of a novelty, really. Like I think the the idea, they're very cheap, you know, cheap, and I don't mean cheap as in, in terms of quality. I mean, they're, 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 30, they're 30 bucks, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's great for a vibrator. Right? So super affordable. And I think that they're meant to put a smile on your face, be like a really great gift, and also like just to promote self-love, you know? Also... The, and I have good no, like bridal shower party. Oh my god, thing. fuck yeah! Are you kidding me? It's it's amazing. Yeah. But and this is a total. I I have no idea. I'm totally guessing, but I feel like they're trying to hit the the much younger audience. Well, earlier you showed me yeah their website and they have like condoms and they have nipple pasties. Nipple pasties that are pizza slices. Yeah, this is all new. This is like a newer. They've they've kind of <laughs> branched out and they're starting to put newer things up. And uh, and then I started to get it a little bit. Yeah. Then I really started to get it. And what it, my my final opinion, I think, on the thing is, you know, I don't have children. But if I had daughters and was going to teach them about masturbation and they were growing up right now, like my nieces 
My nieces are like 15 and 12 and they're around that age where girls mm-hmm. start to masturbate. And I, I think this would be like, as a mom, giving my daughter a, 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 a sex education and be like, here's something you might like. The other cool thing is it comes in this perfect little travel case. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's it actually is like the perfect little travel kit. Which also is adorable and yeah. which I think six, 15 and 16 year olds love. Yeah. It's just like these little... So it's perfectly pretty, packaged things. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cute. Um, I out of uh, out of uh, what were we rating our, our sex toys out of? It was like um, uh, uh, zero um, squirts to ten squirts. Was it in squirts? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. What you uh, give it? Oh wow. Okay, so there's like it didn't didn't make me come, but I love the presentation. So I'm gonna give it like a five all right yeah yeah sure but that's as a 33 year old woman if you're a mom (laughs) give this fucking adorable toy to your daughter as her first vibrator at 15 at least do yourself a favor and teach your daughter that sex is pleasurable yeah really fun way to do that yeah um okay well let's throw it to this week's episode before we do head on over to uh thecoast.ca and vote for turn me on podcast as your favorite halifax podcast it's under news and media uh we would love that um and hey you know if you don't like turn me on vote for sick boy um also moshi yoga halifax and kelly donald and friends yeah, there you go. Yeah, Kelly Donald, a friend of ours that's a massage therapist, uh, who is not the guest of today's episode. Um, but... But our friend, who her name is Lynn, is the guest of today's episode. And she is an amazing massage therapist. And she came in to talk to us. Kind of a cool conversation. We talk about the importance of loving physical touch, touch and yeah. physical touch. Um, and also what it's like to work in an industry where people ask you to jerk them off when they're done <laughs> getting the massage. Um, so we hope you enjoy this episode. We love each and every one of you. And we'll see you on the other side. But today, specifically, we're talking to Lynn. Did I get that right? Yes. Perfect. <sighs> I never know our, our guest names until they sit down in the chair. And then, I do all the bookings. That's right. Uh, Lynn, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be here talking to you guys. Um, we're excited to have you here. Actually, I should ask Bridie, how are you doing? I oh, So I just came back from a week of camping, as you know, as you both know, uh, and I feel... Honestly, like I went from being okay. This is how I described it earlier today. You know that scene in um, Alice in Wonderland where she eats a thing and she grows really big and she's in the house and she's like, "Oh, I'm too yeah. big for this house." That's how I was feeling all day, just like re- kind of crunched up and like gnarled uh, from sleeping in a tent all week and the rain. And now I feel like super expansive and like anything is possible. And because Lynn came over right mm-hmm. before we recorded, set up a massage table, and gave you a grade A 
top notch and massage. I and I feel like almost guilty for saying that because how great is my privilege to have a massage therapist come to massage me our in house. my room yeah in our bedroom yeah uh that's pretty sweet so lynn you're you're a massage therapist yes that's what you do for a living mm-hmm. um you you literally touch people for a living i touch people and make people feel mostly good yeah. for a living yeah yeah i had a massage from you earlier this week as well and it also was amazing it definitely like you know, you know, like that feeling you go, you like that feeling after a massage. It's it, it is unlike any feeling. It's like you're in a new body. Yeah, it it's really is. Massage high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even like a shitty massage. Even like a like a like a you know like like not a shitty massage, but like um. Well, if I gave you a massage, I'm not a trained massage therapist. That's but right. if I put my hands on you. Mm-hmm. And like work away on your back or your feet. Yeah. You feel better. You feel renewed. Yeah. I know, but I want the magic skills of a skilled person. Practice? Yeah. Just gotta, every night, just give them a little. Yeah. What made you decide (laughs) to get into the the world of massage therapy? Um, I knew for, when I was younger, I had no concept of what I wanted to do in any but I knew that I wanted to help people and make them feel good, as cheesy as that sounds. Um, and when I was about seven or eight years old, my mom chose to take me, instead of to a counselor or a psychologist, she chose to take me to a cranial sacral therapist Ooh. and a Reiki practitioner. Um, and that kind of set the tone for my path and how I chose to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm a very kinetic learner so like the idea of hands-on work was super intriguing to me so once I graduated high school I took a year off tinkered around and then came out here and went to school and it's been such a treat this adventure that I've been on yeah are you like are you living your your kind of like dream oh my gosh yeah 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 I'm I'm now self-employed primarily, and so I get to make my own hours, Mm -hmm. and I get to build my schedule around my clients and what I want to do, which is very liberating, like, to have the freedom to have fun and then work and... I love that. It, like people can't see you, obviously, because it's a podcast. Uh, but you, you like you to to look at your face while you talk about it. You literally just like beam oh, so with happiness. Yeah, I love I love seeing that. Like people doing the shit that they fucking love to do mm-hmm. and doing it for a living. Like it's what a, not it, what an amazing thing. It is an amazing thing. But that being said, it's like a much physically much more physically demanding job than a lot of people mm-hmm. give. Give credit mm-hmm. for because you don't see this is the thing you don't see the massage therapist doing their thing but if you really like try to like picture what they're doing you're putting a lot of like physical effort I, i'm guessing yeah. like are you <laughs> like i was trying to think about this when you were massaging me the other day i was trying to picture the shape of your body mm. while you're pressing into my body and i'm going either she has the grip of like of like the the jaws of life like that a firefighter would use to pull someone out of a burning wrecked wrecked car or you're putting almost all of your body's weight mm-hmm. into your hand which would which would mean you would physically have to be like almost in like a like Usain Bolt 
runner's stance, like right before the gun goes off, like hands deep into my back, but your legs are like almost at the other side of the room because you're just like rooting your feet through the floor. Mm, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like a full, huge runner's lunge kind of like stance. Yeah. Ergonomics are a massive part of it. And like for me to be able to sustain doing treatments, like as many treatments as I do a week or over the years, right? I need to really pay attention to where my body is in space. So, I mean, I'm not quite like Usain Bolt, (laughs) but... No? No. Well, not quite, but... Uh, there is a lot of intention put into my form and like it's very angular and it it is my body weight that's going in it's not just me having like mm-hmm. incredibly strong hands though i have been told i have very strong hands you got you got a grip you definitely yeah. <laughs> you definitely got some strong hands like immediately right off the bat i was like oh shit yeah uh, you 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 could you could break me into um uh well it, and so what what the hell does this have to do with uh with a sex podcast well We'll get to that. But one way that it ties into you and I, Bridie, is that... You won't give me a massage. Hey, now, listen. (laughs) Not once. Let me finish. Let me finish. For more than 15 seconds. Let me finish. I used to say, I I hate giving massage because, and I know there's going to be people that listen to this and they're going to go, oh my God, Jeremy, shut up. But I know there's going to be some people that listen and go, I know, tell me about it. I'm in the same page. When I give massage, it, hurts it really hurts the like the pads of my fingers. It's like it hurts the it hurts my thumbs. It hurts my finger. Like it also hurts me, which tells me that you could probably go at like fifty percent of what you're trying to do. Well, coming back to ergonomics, yeah, I started to actually picture what is happening. What what is Lynn doing while she massages me? What is my other massage therapist doing while she massages me? And I'm picturing what they're physically doing with their body or picturing like what, like what, you know, one of my teachers at the Moksha studio would do to me when I'm taking a class, when they're giving me a hands-on adjustment or when I'm giving a hands-on adjustment and going, Hey, how do I apply that to giving a massage to someone? Mm -hmm. And it totally changes the way that I would use my hands. Mm -hmm. Hence, from this day forward, (laughs) Jeremy is now... A massage giver. Okay. Well, I can't wait <laughs> to see you put that in action. We'll do it tonight. Okay. Um, I did just have the most phenomenal massage, and I was thinking the whole time, uh, well, not the whole time, because I dead, sunk deep into it, but first thinking about the importance of physical contact, and um, you were just talking about a study that might be really interesting for people to hear about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the it was 1944, there was a study done in the United States on babies, and yeah, yeah, so they took- yeah. So it was it was an experiment conducted on 40 newborn infants. We just brought this up before we started the recording. Uh, 40 newborn infants to determine whether individuals could thrive alone on basic physiological needs without affection. 20 newborn infants were housed in a special facility where they had caregivers who would go in to feed them, bathe them, and change their diapers, but they would do nothing else. The caregivers had been instructed not to look or touch the babies more than what was necessary, never communicating with them. All their physical needs were attended to scrupulously, uh, and the environment was kept sterile, none of the babies becoming ill. And the experiment was halted after four months, by which time at least half of the babies had died. 
yeah, it's remarkable how important human contact is Mm -hmm. like and how how impact impactful that's a word yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um it it is and uh so many people go through their daily lives with minimal to no contact and we wonder why people are so cranky and so closed off and yeah, yeah. Just need a little touch. Which is actually the the big reason why we wanted to sit down and have you in today mm-hmm. was to talk about the importance of of physical touch, the the importance of healing touch, the importance of loving touch, um, and and that does play like a huge role in in everybody's sex life um, or intimate life. Because yeah. that was the other thing I was thinking is like. We have a lot of people write in and be like, my <coughs> partner isn't into this, or I'm not really feeling, uh, it takes me too long to get turned on or whatever. And what do I do if I'm not attracted to my partner anymore? And it, I think there might be something to this kind of activity to do together that it's like a caring exchange of physical attention. Absolutely. It's highly intention based, right? Like you're, you're giving energy to people. You're, you're sharing your inner intention to like want to care for them and if it's hard to connect with people if you're not giving that or not feeling as though you're receiving that yeah so yeah it's understandable you know it's funny i used to work for um an international yoga community and i was running um retreats and trainings and people will go through big emotional things and my teacher told me she was like listen if you can get your hands on their feet when they're having like a little bit of a emotional breakdown and just give them a little foot rub, mm-hmm. she was like, people will open up, they'll soften, they'll talk to you. And I employ, I've employed that tactic many, many times and to great results of mm-hmm. like people go from hostile. I mean, you have to get them to a point where they're going to let you touch their feet first. But then it's like when you ask someone if you can give them a foot massage, very rarely do people say no. Anyway. What's up with the feet? Why why are the why is the like Becca gave me this very short, very, you know, like like not super deep intentioned foot rub down yesterday in the kitchen for like 5 minutes. And and I was like I think this is the best feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, like, like crumbled into comfort. Like, why is the bottom of my feet so... Well, if you think about it, your feet do so much work for you on a daily basis, right? Like, you're walking around, you're standing, your, your feet are, unless you're in bed or really short and can't reach the floor when you're sitting, your feet are in constant contact with something, right? And it's just really nice to give them a break and have them mobilize because, first of all, with gravity, like you get a lot of stagnation in your feet just based off of them always being towards the ground. Mm -hmm. So having someone go in and manually flush that out, first of all, that feels great because new circulation is coming in and you're like, whoa, okay, my feet feel alive. I I feel them. I'm aware of them. Um, And it's also like your, your connection to the earth right Mm -hmm. and so to have someone clarify that and give that a little love i love that feels good Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i love it love having a foot massage the best one of the best 
uh, what would you call it? Like physical manipulation therapy? <laughs> Did I just make that up? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, the best, like, um, the best healing touch through a professional that I ever received in my life was from a reflexologist. Mm-hmm. And it was just like 45 mm-hmm. minutes of this woman fully focusing on my feet. Mm-hmm. And it was... That was when you were doing Arzuka and you were I'm, standing on your feet all day. All day, yeah. And so the producer was like, I'm going to set up a reflexologist appointment for you. And she did. And holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Robin Johnson, if you're out there, thank you so much for setting up that appointment. You changed my <laughs> life. It was amazing. Um, so how, how did your, your, you know, you go into m- massage therapy. Mm-hmm. How did that have an effect on your your intimate relationships after going through that training um absolutely i it's funny i have an interesting relationship with touch in the sense that like i touch for a living like that is what i do but i also really appreciate my personal bubble and i was actually just recently talking to a friend and had kind of a revelation how i don't often initiate initial touch with people like if i'm meeting a friend it's usually them who opens their arms for a hug or like yeah, so after school, I definitely became a lot more comfortable with having other people in my bubble because the schooling process is pretty intense and there's a lot of hands-on contact every day for two years. Right. Um, and then also just knowing how to touch someone in a, a pleasurable way, not necessarily sexually, but like in a way that you know is going to feel good for them or you know is going to benefit them in some way is like a fun kind of I don't want to say power trip but it kind of is like having that ability to share and like I have yet to come across someone who doesn't appreciate the way that I'm able to touch them and make them feel Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What are some of these, like, these ways... You know, teach me your ways. Uh, what are some of these ways that you that you could that you could pull that off with with somebody that that like you're meeting in a casual way, like yeah. a handshake or a hug or well, like whatever yeah. that looks like. Firm handshake is like always just having like a nice grip. Mm-hmm. 
my mom, that was one of the first things I remember her really teaching me about social interactions when I was younger was how important a, a good, confident handshake is. And so, I mean, I always had a good handshake, but I feel like massage therapy just gave me that extra like cushiness to it's like it's firm, handshake. but it's like a and it's a it's a hand embrace, right? It's not just a handshake. It's like I'm connecting with this person who I'm choosing to touch mm. and so that's like a very brief interaction, but it still makes leaves an impact. Yeah, a brief interaction that says so much, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, did like do you? I'm I've I've never dated a massage therapist, but um, I've thought so many times in my in my life, like, man, it'd be really nice to date a massage therapist because they just get free massages all the time. You would think. I yeah. You would think. You'd think. But no, that's I not the case. It. Yeah. Um. A lot of people, when I talk about my relationships or whatnot, they're like, the main comment is, oh, wow, they must be so lucky. Mm. Like, you must treat them all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. once I'm done work, I'm done I'm work. Done. Yeah. Like, I I just spend three to five hours really intensely giving people my energy. I don't necessarily have it in me to give someone a full massage. I mean, my partner definitely... I. If he's in pain or he has an issue, of course I'm going to help him address that. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a lot of massages outside yeah. of work. And it's also like it's easy. When I first came out of school, I was super gung ho, and I'm like, yeah, I want to share my skills with everyone. I want to make everyone feel good. Um, but you, it's super easy to get caught up in giving, giving, and giving, mm-hmm. and not necessarily receiving or like taking the time that you need to recover from everything that you expended um and so i've made part of me not giving a lot of massages outside of work is me being firm in my schedule and being like okay no like i have booked this time off for me to take care of myself or do something else because if i was to do that all the time i would just get run down and then i don't feel it would be fair to the people who are actually coming to me for treatment. Um, I wouldn't be able to give them 100% because I'm not having my recharge period, right? Mm. Was that a big part of your training? Um, They do touch on, they do talk about self-care a lot. um, But I find that self-care is not talked about in general enough. It is a very, very important aspect of a healthy lifestyle in my opinion and that's something I work on with my clients is giving them the resources and talking to them about like what is a healthy lifestyle what's your ideal lifestyle and like self-care what do you do to take care of yourself do Mm. you have baths do you go on walks by yourself do you really sit down and enjoy that cup of coffee that you made yourself those Mm. kind of things so they did touch on it but it it's been a lot of self-teaching and learning and observing other people and the way other people treat themselves mm-hmm. and adapting to that. Yeah. I feel like I, I know quite a few massage therapists just through the work that Bridie and I have done. And I feel like that's a common thread between mm-hmm. a lot of them is this like ability to really focus on the self-care outside of work mm-hmm. and to be able to like like keep those things very separate, you know, like work and and everything outside of it. Yeah, it's if you want to make it... So the average career span for a massage therapist is five to eight years just because it's so intense on our bodies. Wow. Um, And if we're not treating ourselves right, if we're not doing proper ergonomics, if we're just not practicing sustainably, 
we're gonna burn out pretty quick mm-hmm. um so if you if you want a long-term career in this profession you really need to like start early and like build your format of your lifestyle and your self-care mm-hmm. or else you're not yeah the first two years of working were really hard on me to the point where like my social life was nil because I just I, I would get off work and go come home and shower and fall asleep mm-hmm. and even if I didn't work the next two days I would be playing catch up trying to like catch up on sleep trying to like just get my body back to like feeling good in my own skin and feeling mm-hmm. like I had energy um yeah so once I started working on my own, that gave me the time to really prioritize how to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. What are the most common injuries that massage therapists, like what, where do those breakdowns in the body start happening? Tendonitis in the arms is a massive one. Like, so, well, sense. thumbs are yeah. a big one because if you're not watching the alignment of your thumb, you're jamming the joints and like overusing certain muscles through your, your extensors and it just feels super awful Mm. um in the elbows i know a lot of massage therapists who have had shoulder injuries as well just um ligamentous things from like constantly pulling and pushing on people and not actually properly engaging or using proper posture they they compromise their joints and then uncomfortable bad things happen Mm -hmm. i feel like whenever someone says the word posture it's like when you see someone yawn and you're like i can't help but yawn when someone says posture, I immediately go, oh, what's my posture? How can I shift? How can I change it up? Um, what happens and how often does someone get an erection when you're massaging them? Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, I, I feel like I've been pretty blessed in the sense that if my clients get an erection, they do a really good job keeping it discreet. Um <laughs> I have noticed, like, sometimes people will put their hands over their their private junk. Yeah. And I feel like that's a very respectful thing because sometimes you have absolutely no control. It's a sympathetic nervous system response, right? Okay. Um, so <laughs> things just kind of Blood happen. flow. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is, like, you're moving, you're pushing in the body, blood is flowing. Like, that just seems pretty, pretty yeah, natural. Yeah, so, like... A nice mm-hmm. handover is appropriate. Um, Instead of arms behind your head. Yeah. Okay. Ah. So I, ah. one. So <laughs> one client. Uh, this was back when I was pretty green. Um, he was face down on the table, and he just kept shifting, and he had his hands under himself, and he just kept shifting, and I'm like, oh, I feel really weird about this. This oh, is no. uncomfortable. Like maybe he's just really uncomfortable on the table, and like has to adjust. But my gut is telling me that he's not just adjusting. And um, that was uncomfortable. And eventually, I just kept going. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's just uncomfortable. So I continued with the back treatment. And then I turned him over. And he had his hands over his area and was continuing to adjust. And I'm... I said, do you mind putting your arms alongside your body? I can just address your, your chest and your neck a lot more efficiently if you're not moving your arms or having them in that position and he's like okay so I start um kneading his neck and he gets chills and goosebumps and starts like shivering on the table I'm like okay I am super uncomfortable with this um so I did end up cutting that treatment pretty short uh 
because that's just not my cup of tea. It's not <laughs> what I'm in to deal no. with. Um, and he he was a character. He uh, got up off the table and was like, that was one of the best massages I've had. Thank you so much. And he then, never goes to the same massage yeah. therapist twice. Yeah, no. exactly. This is also the same client who later contacted me to give for another massage and offered me $500 for a happy ending. Oh. And was, yeah, he really wanted that. that. And yeah. I was like, I am so sorry. That is not what my career path is. And that is not what I practice. So you will have to find <laughs> another. But let me refer you to this place down the street. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, just behind the. For those of you listening, if someone wants to give me five hundred dollars for a massage <laughs> happy ending, yeah. I have no training in the massage part, but I'm quite experienced with the ending part. <laughs> so I would At be nine hundred two five 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 five. I would be happy to take your money. That uh, is n- maybe not my career path, but certainly something I'll entertain. <laughs> ha- have you ever heard? Have you gotten that request before? Or before or, or, or more than that? Since? Um, yeah, I it's it happens. Is it common? It. it it is common. I've only had a oh handful of experiences, but <laughs> how, it's... like how do they how do they broach it? A handful. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. A handful of experiences. We're not gonna go there. Oh, we'll on. go there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it does happen, and it is a female dominate like a dominated industry, mm-hmm. and I mean masseuse versus massage therapist. Like that's that's one of the first things that if anyone says, "Oh, you're a masseuse," I'm like, "No, thing. I'm a massage therapist." Oh, like, is a masseuse a, a, a jacker? Um, it's associated with okay. that. All right. And oh. so, I mean, I'm pretty firm off the bat that I'm not massage a masseuse. therapist. Not yep. a masseuse. This is a therapeutic. Yeah. You can bill insurance. Sure. And, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, all of my colleagues have stories. Wow. So, like, do do. Do dudes or women, do they just like, do they just broach the subject like near the end? Are they like, okay, cool. So can you Depends touch my on dick? Depends person. Or, so I've heard stories of like people shimmying sheets down oh, and wow. like insinuating with their body language. I've had, I, I have had an experience where a guy was like, how much do you like your job? And I was like, oh, you know, I love it. I get to help people with it, uh, their bodies and their ailments. And it's a really fulfilling and I realized my wording, like, after the fact, I'm like, okay, I was using some wording that yeah. may be insinuated. Like, confusing. Yeah, fulfilling. This, yeah. I'm super horny for my job. Yeah. I'm super horny about making money for rubbing people down. I love it. It's great. Wait, wait, wait. Put your pants on. What are, what are you doing? <laughs> Language is a huge aspect of my career, too. I have to be very, very of careful course. about yeah, no doubt. the way I, I speak. But, yeah, he, he was... He, he later winked at me. He's like, no, no, no. Do you like your job? Like, do you enjoy your job? Uh, and I was like, I don't think I enjoy it the way you want me to enjoy it. Yeah. And that was another one that I cut. <laughs> does that, does that like, um, you know, as a, as a, as a woman in a room with a closed door with a man in, in the, in the massage, ta- like on this mas- massage table, like when, if, when those situations pop up, do you feel, um, do you feel really vulnerable in those, pos- in that position? Do you feel? Absolutely. Like I've, when it, f- when I'm caught off guard and someone says something that alludes to them wanting me to do something, um, I'm, I immediately feel 
like, oh gosh, like I need to get out of here because this is not a situation I want to be in. But then I remember that actually the roles are quite reverse. As a massage therapist, it is perceived that I have the power in the room because I'm the one who's fully clothed. The person who is on the table is the vulnerable one. They're the one who is laying, letting me touch them completely naked. So I have to remind myself that, okay, I still have control of this situation. Like, does everybody get naked? I've never been naked. Am I supposed to be getting naked in there? It feels great. It does. It feels so nice. To oh, just I always leave my underwear on. It depends on the person. Like everybody's comfort levels are different, and depending uh-huh. on like what's being treated, sometimes I'll ask clients to take their underwear off based right. off of what I need if you're, to like, access. Doing the glutes or yeah. something like that. Or like um, men in boxers. Boxers are so hard to drape yeah. around, and it, I find that I personally am fighting with fabric a lot of the time. So sometimes I'll ask them, and so I'll just take a towel to like harness the drape. Mm. And um, huh, I've never but. done a massage without my without with totally nude. Have to try a whole new world. A whole new world, yeah, yeah. Um, all that being said, have you ever given? Can we say that? Can we say have we ever given a happy ending in any context? N- not no. professionally, <laughs> yeah. not through work. But, but have I you mean, ever my part- jacked yeah. off a dude? <laughs> no, <just> <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, we can cut that out. Oh fuck! <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Braddy, take it away. I'm I'm gonna sit back for a minute. No, that was that. That was my no, that's question. That's what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure. So your partner doesn't get freebie massages, but um, like for example, I I love to get massages, um, especially from someone who I'm romantic with, and mm-hmm. then. It almost always either well leads me to fall asleep or to get really turned on. <laughs> Two results from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Oh, most definitely. Like there, I definitely have made him little coupons for Christmas ah. or his birthday. It's like massage with a happy ending with some fun little doodles oh, on yeah. the side. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and those are f- those are fun. Like there's there's well, massage is a very intimate thing, and intimacy can be like there's a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just really nice to connect with a partner that way because you're pouring your love and affection into their their tissues. Mm -hmm. And then you just get to give them the ultimate Mm. release after that. Do you think your skills in massage therapy have given you like like skills in the bedroom? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, body awareness, right? Like just knowing what feels... I mean, male and female... there's different things and different strokes for different folks right but um having a general idea of what feels good Mm. definitely helps and like well like you just know those areas that they're tender yeah sensitive and Mm. being well confidence with touch too is a massive thing huge part of it yeah yeah, that's another reason why I don't like getting massages because I don't feel confident in my ability to give one, right? So, like, if you're just questioning questioning that the entire time, mm-hmm. you're going to feel like you're giving a shitty massage, so you're going you're gonna to feel like you're backing off a bit. Uh, the same thing goes for if you're having sex with someone. It's like, if you don't feel like what you're doing is is sexy or, or is, like, turning that person on, you're not going to feel super in the moment super into it yeah. or like up for doing it because you're just going to be in your head the entire time mm-hmm. so having that confidence for sure would be key i got a data massage therapist <laughs> yeah 
I'm sure there's a few around. Any massage therapist out there looking for it? Um, so what's, what's your, how has like, let's, let's change gears a bit. What's your sex life like? You're in a long-term relationship. Yeah. I've been with the same partner for four years and he is a gem. I adore him. Um, and recently we've been pretty, um, curious throughout our relationship and we've tried different approaches to experimenting and just like feeling out those curiosities. And recently we've opened up our relationship uh, to more like along the polyamory lines. Uh, not fully. We're just dabbling in it. Um, yeah. And so we have the the ability to see other people and experience different situations with different people, which is a lot of fun. And I think we've both been learning a lot about ourselves mm-hmm. and like what we like too, because We've been, we were both in our teens when we started dating. Right. Or, yeah, pretty close to that. Mm-hmm. And so you're still still young, still mm-hmm. pretty green in the, the grand scheme of things. And I know personally that I didn't know how I liked being touched in an intimate way aside from like massage, which is a very like. I always took it as a very professional clinical. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Clinical is a great word for that. Um, and I mean, he is also a massage therapist by trade. So I was kind of spoiled with that. Um, so things were really great, but also, I don't know. It's just learning how other people touch enables me to ad- be able to change the way I touch and like expand my, my skills and how I approach different people's bodies. Mm-hmm. It is a super big learning experience. I, mm-hmm. Like I know, I, I, I don't want to speak for you, Bridie, but like since we opened up our marriage, like to be able to experience what love is like, physical love is like with other people has, I've learned so much about myself and about how I engage and interact with other mm-hmm. people, like not only sexually, but no, intimately and and socially as well like it makes time. a huge difference i didn't realize <laughs> how um limited i was making myself in my interactions with people um based off of like the, my internal construct of monogamy and the kinds of relationships i could have with other people like even my relationships with my best friends have really uh ex- because I feel like I can show them affection and it not be weird or uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I I can have more love. So w- I went on a trip a couple months ago and did a lot of flying around the country. And I was sitting beside this guy on the plane from Vancouver to Toronto. And we were kind of flirting a little bit, but we didn't talk too much. And we got off the plane and we started walking towards baggage claim. And he's like, hey, are you heading downtown Toronto? Like, do you want to share a cab? And I was like, no, no, like I'm actually heading north. But then we got into this really lovely conversation. And like there was a lot of great eye contact and there was some like gentle touch. And I would have never felt okay with that before before having this experience throughout Mm -hmm. my relationship. And just the fact that I could take that interaction as is and, like, enjoy it for what it was and not... It was mm-hmm. so nice. And really appreciate it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Has it so been nice. scary for you guys? Like, has oh, it terrifying. Been, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, right? It's a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, there I, we often find ourselves feeling like we're not necessarily on the same page, mm-hmm. even though we're both saying that. So I think that means we're on the same page. Um, it's like a choose your own adventure. So you might be going and taking different ways of getting around. Yeah, but. you're just filling in different blanks. And yeah. But com- communication and trusting that both of our intentions are the best and both of our intentions are never to hurt or mm. be malice towards one another mm-hmm. that's that's like my saving grace is yeah. just remembering that he he loves me and he's there for me mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a it's a it's a big it's a big adventure to go to to like to go on for sure yeah i think it was after like five or however many years of being together before we did it it was like a relearning of who I am and what I have to offer mm-hmm. no matter who I'm with mm-hmm. like certain skills and things about myself are only employed in my relationship with Jeremy but then when I'm interacting with other people it's like oh it's this whole other side of myself or depending on who I'm talking to different parts of myself being kind of brought out or activated and like you said it's just kind of like limiting um when you get used to one mode of expression with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, it's like raise my confidence about like who I am and feeling strong in myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like even dealing with jealousy and insecurity and stuff like that. That all of those things occur, but always at the end of the day, coming back and being like, I'm not. My value is not what like what's put on me from someone else like i can carry myself in the world and know that i have a great deal of value to offer to anybody who crosses my path Mm -hmm. Mm. i didn't realize how jealous of a person i was until experiencing this and working through that has been really interesting like i love that i'm being exposed to my jealous emotions and like my dark bitter side that can be resentful and mean because being exposed to that allows me to work through it and let go of it because that doesn't have to be a part of who I am or doesn't have to be the way I approach these situations but I just didn't know they existed or resided in me before Mm. this so it's been really nice working through that I mean my partner is a champ for for breathing with me through it (laughs) what do you do to work through it do you um, have do you have tools that you use or I I honestly journal a lot. Um that is if I am able to get it on paper. I don't reread my journals. I I've been told that that's a weird thing. A lot of people I know who write journals apparently read them. I've never reread any of my journal entries ever. Um but I find that if I'm able to get it out of my head on on paper, I'm like, "Oh, the weight like if I can put it on paper, why is it that hard to wrap my head around if that kind of makes right like you mean you're you write out on paper the way that you wish you could react and then and then it makes it a lot easier to go oh i can react that way kind of yeah so i i normally write out like how i'm feeling and like all the the angry dark stuff and i feel like if I'm able to get that literally out of me and on paper, then it's out. Then it's out, and that doesn't have to be something it's I not carry you anymore. Yeah, right. And if it is something that I'm not able to write out, then talking is a massive part. And like, it, 
there's usually like a little bit of a blow up and then we sit down and have like a good conversation um and yeah I'm, I'm just trying to think like the different coping mechanisms I I use but writing writing is a massive one and mm-hmm. of course having a couple really great friends who I know sometimes it can be I've been in the the situation as the friend with both partners and like hearing both sides and feeling kind of torn but I really appreciate our friends who are friends with both of us and like see both sides and they're like okay but you know like I understand where you're coming from but you know that you're mm. you're warping this a little bit and like being told that my shit stinks just as much as mm. theirs is is a it's a, a good pretty thing. strong conditioning that jealous uh instinct what do you do to get to to deal with it when it comes up oh god i do a lot of journaling as well mm-hmm. um any sort of like physical activity that i can do that exerts some of that energy i get in the face of my own jealousy i get really angry usually mm-hmm. and like my instinct is to lash out and so i tell myself a story uh, that's pretty dark usually about not needing anybody and it, like being strong and being better than it and blah blah, blah. and then usually i come around to being like okay you need to admit to yourself that your heart hurts mm-hmm. and um it's and to admit that you feel that um is a very you're putting yourself in a really vulnerable place with your partner and you really respect it when they bring that to you their vulnerability to you and that's a really bonding experience and on the other side of admitting it and working through it is a you're a more whole and uh developed person so go for it like Mm. just go into it but usually it starts with a lot of anger and me saying you know um i'm a rock i'm an island and like ain't nobody gonna hurt my break my stride that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's not it's ugly it's fucking ugly Mm. yeah i've been learning a lot about not comparing myself Mm mm-hmm that has been a mm. massive thing and that's another conditioning thing that i find yeah. is like the competition and yeah, me like, too. what can they offer that i can't or um what 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 is the attraction of them like am i not enough am mm-hmm. i like so that's been interesting i my mom has on i always laugh when i see it but i really really appreciate it and i love that she did it but she wrote on her bathroom mirror i am enough that's the fucking makes, hardest thing for people, I think. Yeah, it is. Like, and and bringing it back to my my practice, my massage therapy practice. That's something that I work on with my clients. Is like they're always talking about things they should be doing for themselves and things they. I'm like, well, what do you do already? Like, why do you? And I, I try not to bring up the the specific sentence. Like, why do you feel like you're not enough? Because mm-hmm. that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um but that is a thing that so many of us really struggle with. I think it's at the bottom of jealousy and a lot of other things is like that feeling of um like why does this hurt and it reinforces and when you get to the bottom of it and it's that it's like oh I just I feel like I'm not enough. It's like enough to shake you mm-hmm. um mm. to realize like oh my god how deeply is that ingrained mm-hmm. in me? What do you do with your jealousy? I think for me, it's a perspective thing. 
so like oftentimes i'll i will tr- i like i try to make myself feel really small in terms of like the grand scheme of the universe like you're a fleck of dust yeah in the like, like really it it nothing matters really like mm-hmm. it, I, it's a very it, is that like a really nihilistic way of looking at it i mean i don't really know i just i try to remind myself that like time is finite and 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 i'm just i'm not that big you know in, in the world like there's many of us and we are just on this little rock that is literally just being hurtled through space that is so vast that our minds cannot even comprehend it. And when I really actually like feel that, like tangibly feel so small and so insignificant, it, it makes things, it makes, and I do this for everything. It makes things that I'm angry about. It makes things that I'm jealous about. It makes things that I'm sad about much more insignificant mm-hmm. and more kind of like, well, this is this this it's there but it doesn't have to it doesn't have to feel it doesn't have to be so heavy that it's it's bigger than the universe because the universe is much bigger than this little fucking problem that i'm sitting and trying to deal with you know so we're over here going i am enough and you're going i am nothing i am nothing yeah exactly (laughs) that is exactly it's it's the complete opposite yeah uh yeah that's generally what i do and like reading i think like reading sitting down and reading um, the per- the perspective of other people who who are you know specifically when it comes to like polyamory, you know sitting down and reading resources like Sex at Dawn or More Than Two, uh, you know those those kinds of things or like even articles written online, um, just reading the perspective of others who are in it mm-hmm. and how they how they see that like their worldview. I'm I'm pretty like I'm pretty manipulative or I'm pretty easy manipulated that Mm -hmm. way i'll read something that someone wrote and go yeah you're right easily influenced Uh, yeah there we go that's that's a much more positive way of looking at it uh yeah that's basically that's kind of what i do esther perel actually has a really interesting talk on um, infidelity which I think causes like that deep insecurity mm-hmm. and jealousy. And she just, she puts a whole spin on it and like reframes infidelity from, you know, both sides. And it's a really interesting um, resource for anyone who struggles with jealousy or insecurity in, in, um, in, in their relationships, I think. Yeah. We're coming up to time. Are we? We're actually beyond it. Uh, is there anything we didn't touch on? that you want to hit um i think we pretty much covered it uh, a little bit like just don't ask your massage therapist for a handy yeah. <laughs> please don't do that yeah, don't do that i mean there are there are establishments out there oh, for sure for that um but go there don't go yeah. to the massage therapist who works at the like holistic clinic mm-hmm. to like give you the the rub down it's so what how so rude how rude i mean in the end i get a chuckle out of it it's but... pretty fun it's a pretty fun story yeah i like it to me it's the you know we've had conversations with our friends and and here on the podcast too about some of the wacky shit that people say to them on tinder mm. you know like this i'm i'm behind a screen you can't see me so i can get away with saying this crazy shit and it always blows my mind i'm like how the fuck does someone have the like 
tenacity. ability, the tenacity to to say, let me come over and chuck it in your ass. Like that's the first thing that they say. Like, chuck. come on. Oh, good right? heavens. But so, but then to know that there's people out there that are like, well, I'm in the room and Paid she's you for in the a room massage. Uh-huh. I get, did give you, you know, 80 bucks and I'm naked right now. So I'm just going to pull these sheets down. Like I cannot wrap my head around that. I don't even take my underwear off. I, I, I lay down in there. I keep my jeans on. I keep a sweater on underneath. Yeah, don't anyway. do that. Uh, well, thank you, Lynn. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thank yeah, and thank you for the mas- amazing massages yeah, that we both got. Yeah, shit. It was really good. Yeah, you both need to do it more uh, Yeah. <laughs> we do. I know. Uh, and thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another fun, interesting, sultry, sexy episode, as always. Uh, but in the meantime, head on over to Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on there. We put up some stuff. Every Sunday, we put up a, a sexy uh, bum photo. And if you want us to feature your butt, send it to us, and we'll put it up. We've got a, a whole list. We're trying to work through them. So one butt at a time, one butt a week. <laughs> we love your email, so send them all along to us. There's a contact form on our website. Or just turn me on podcast at gmail.com, I mm-hmm. believe, also works. Mm-hmm. Sure and uh, iTunes. Yeah, check us out there. You can rate and subscribe. It does us a whole lot of good. Uh, strokes our egos. Yeah. And also helps keep us up on the charts so that people who need to hear our podcast can find us easily. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's it? Yeah, All that's right. it. Until oh. next week. Go fuck yourself. Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.